I cannot, cannot believe that I have my first book, self-published, yes, but still, my first book is on Amazon. And I got to tell you guys, I'm super excited about it. And as I read it back, it's better than I remember. So today I'm going to share with you some excerpts and what has happened since I got it and wrote it and what's going on now. So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Okay, so if you haven't seen on social media or you don't follow me over there, my first book is on Amazon, and I'm sorry, but my nose is itching, so... If you're watching this on YouTube, I have a nose itch and my eyes are glossy today. I think there's just too much going on in the weather. So yeah. So if you're watching me on YouTube and I look a little, you know, not together, it's because I have, I think, allergies. But the podcast must go on. So I am recording. Anyways, my book, my new book, my first book that is completed Mindset Mastermind, 10 Steps to Change Your Life Forever is out now on Amazon for $14.99. And I believe if you have Prime, you get free shipping on that. It is, in my opinion, it's better than I even expected. Really, it is. Um, The entire book is made up of a total of 10 chapters, notes from the author, And there are some challenge prompts within each chapter with, you know, not too many lines, just a few lines. If you want to take notes in the book, it is a not hardback. So I guess that'd be soft back book. So you can kind of use it as a journal. It is a total of 90 pages. And so it's not, it's a quick read. You can probably knock this out in an airplane ride if you don't do the challenge prompts. The challenge prompts are here to prompt you to be challenged. (laughs) And so it's me actually pushing you a little bit. So now that I know what it's like to write a book, I'm kind of becoming a little obsessed about how can I do more of this? Because I really did enjoy it. And I think that it's super helpful to have like, I don't know, like this physical product, right? There's this physical piece of a book. And that kind of started, that idea started actually with the podcast. Because I've always, you know, for almost two decades now, I've been doing appointments. And I talked to clients and yada, yada. But I really didn't have anywhere to steer clients or people that follow me on social media. I didn't have a place for them to turn to. Like, hey, you like this about me? Why don't you go check out my podcast? Oh, you like this? Here's a book to read. And oh, you you like some of my things that I say? Oh, here's some merchandise on my website you can buy that has shit that I like that I designed for you. So over the last couple of years, I've really started as an entrepreneur to understand that having things, physical things, or like I said, the podcast for people to go get, turn to, purchase, listen to, 
is super important. And I learned that from being in the group Hey Mama, which is an entre- a female entrepreneur group designed, I guess, for mom entrepreneurs, mom in the workforce to support each other, have ideas, you know, et cetera. And one of the things that I noticed about the women in Hey Mama is they all had a thing. They had a book, they had a podcast, they had a course that they were selling. They had like a thing or as what I like to call passive income. They weren't you know, working a hundred hours a week with clients. They had places that they could turn people to where they've already done the work and now people could pay for that work while they sat on the beach. And also as another option for people to turn to if they, quote, want more from you, right? And I will tell you, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't turn clients to the podcast because it's hours of free information. And I was like, look, if you like what we just talked about during this appointment, here's hundreds of hours of more of it on my podcast that you can listen to for free, for free. How great is that? And, you know, the way I have it's kind of sectioned out into different series based on the topic, I think makes it even easier for people to, you know, get what they want out of this podcast. And I always tell people start with episode one, if you're just starting out at this podcast, because that's where a lot of the meat and potatoes of who I am and what I talk about is. So anyways, so now I'm obsessed with writing books. And it it's weird because Writing is not an appointment with a client where they're expecting you to be on and ready at 11 a.m. and have your shit together and be focused on them and give them an hour of your time. And then the appointment is over with and then you can go back to your day. Writing is something that you have to be very regimented with. And so, you know, it's important that you schedule it. And I, I took this writing class. I don't even know if you call it a class. It was more like a writing kick in the ass where they said, you basically, you have 30 days and you'll write a book. And that is actually how I started the outline for my, if not my next book, one of the next books that I already have almost completed that's how I started the outline was every day you go in, you spend like an hour and you just do like a few things. And then the next day you do a few things and the next day you do a few things and then you have your outline and then yada. And it really, you know, it's, it's a good way of, of doing stuff. I think I'm more of a just get in there and write chapters and then put it down. But still, it's really it's you have to schedule it. So I haven't done that yet. I tend to be more of a sit down at the lake house and write until my eyes bleed kind of writer. That seems to be more who I am, but I don't think that can sustain long term. Who the hell knows? So I just wanted to, I guess, read a couple bits of the book just to kind of, you know, let you know what's in there. And and I am planning on coming out with the Kindle version. I just have to format that. That's another part of being an entrepreneur is basically you just do everything yourself. 
So here is chapter one, page three, and I'm talking about in the book programming. And that is everything, everything that happens after we are born, the program that we have acquired from the world and people around us that is inherent to the way we interact with the world, the beliefs and views that we hold and the way we experience the world around us. Every part of our daily life is a result of the programming we have acquired during our childhood and beyond. Nothing lives outside of the program unless a new program is introduced by new people, education, or experiences. The problem with all of this is that the program we download from the world around us is based on the limited information of the programmers, the world, people, and information that is available to us. But the programming that is instilled in us, although delivered to us as fact, is far from being truth, based in knowledge or without the influence of fear, bias, or prejudice. Thus, the program will always and without question be flawed. That's good shit. That's good shit. I mean... That basically describes humanity, that every part of us, because of the program, because of the fact that the information that we get on a daily basis and a minute by minute basis is flawed. And so the program will then therefore be flawed. We are flawed by by nature of the information that we get. I'm telling you guys, this is 90 pages of gems. I I wrote this book in one day. I'm just going to be honest. I wrote this book in one day. I sat down. I wrote it. I finished it one day. Done. What does that mean? Right? Well, why are you telling me that, Meredith? Well, first of all, I'm telling you that because there's no way that I'm this smart. So that means to me that this shit's channeled. Which, right? Isn't everything channeled, right? Has anyone ever had a original idea? I don't think so. All of this shit comes from somewhere. So the first chapter is about what is programming? What is programming? The second chapter moves into recognizing the program. So we understand that there is a program, right? That we are walking programs, that we are computers, if you will, that is filled with data that we have gotten by way of, and I say gotten because of the fact that you get it. It just comes in. As you walk down the street, you see something, you hold that as truth, as fact, as a situation. So this is a perfect example of the evening news. Uh, The majority of the evening news is uh, people of color committing crime. Right. And so as people from the suburbs that watch the news, we're like, okay, people of color, downtown, scary, dangerous. So it is programming because we are watching literally a program giving us programming information. There is probably the same amount of non people of color or white people committing crimes in different ways in different neighborhoods, and it's just not being put on the news. And so that program is not becoming a part of our brain. So we are being literally programmed by news channels, right? So 
That's the program. Stubbing my toe hurts program. Jeez. It's, it's, you know, long hair is good. Short hair is not. I like wearing dresses. I hate wearing shoes, whatever. That is the program. So this is a thing that lives inside of your head that you are constantly swimming through. So once that you recognize that there is a program, then you have to recognize what your programming is, right? Well, what's my program? What am I dealing with over here? What do I do with it? Where did it come from? What do I like about it? What do I not like about it? What about it in my head is shit that I don't want there anymore and I can change it? So here's a a paragraph or so in chapter two, recognizing the program. Do you realize that you don't have to listen to the voice that is telling you to eat more, drink that beer, or take that drug? Literally, you don't have to listen. You don't have to do something just because your head tells you to. It's amazing. You're literally free to pause, listen, and say, no. You are no longer victim to your thoughts. You are no longer stuck believing that what the world tells you about yourself because those aren't your values. Now sit back and decide what you think about this or that. Research, travel, read, ask questions, and figure out your opinions on everything. Those thoughts may change as you encounter new experiences, and that's okay. And this is where we have dissonance, cognitive dissonance, where the program that we have lived inside of, right? So we t- we're we hearing all about this on social media, deconstruction, where we're deconstructing maybe our our religion or our values or the reality of our history because we were taught one thing and it's not necessarily based in facts. Or you see when something like this happens in a family, for example, like let's say a dad has another family like someplace and your whole life explodes in front of you because what you believe to be fact is actually not what the life has really been, right? Because your dad has a whole nother family out there. And so this causes pain. It causes a lot of times discomfort because you've held on to that reality as being an extension of who you are and where you sit on the planet, okay? The the, the beliefs that you hold are an extension or is your ego. And so when that falls apart, that can be very, very difficult. And so this is why you see people on social media that are so, even on television and such, they're so, they hold so tightly to their values, their morals, what they hold to be true and good Because without those parameters, who are they? Who are they? Because they haven't gone deep enough to recognize that those are just things that they like or that they believe. They're not real or true, but they have to hold them so tight. They have to defend them with everything they have because they have their ego so tied up in the way that they think about things. And then they run their mouth to everybody about what they hold to be true and 
What happens when all of that isn't true anymore? What happens when their world blows up? Their reality is tested. And so this is where we have cognitive dissonance. So some of the questions that I have for that chapter, is this a thought that is serving me or holding me back? So as you go through your program and things come up throughout the day where you hold tight, right? How do you know something's a program? It's because you're like, yes, black and white. This is the way shit is. This is what I hold true. And as soon as you say that program, done, end of story, you are programmed. You are inside of your program, right? Two plus two is four, program. Two doesn't exist. Two doesn't exist. Four doesn't exist. There's no such thing as addition. It's these are all these are all theories. Okay. These are all things that are made up by humans. You're like, Meredith, you're going left of center. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, none of it's true. None of it's real. We've made all this shit up. So question everything, right? So is this thought that is serving me or holding me back? Look, let's see. Is it uh I'm fat, I'm thin, society has told me that I'm fat. Is that holding me back? Is this something that I want to hold on to anymore? Is this serving me in any way? Is it keeping me from having a happy life? Yada. Is this value and judgment that is truthful or a belief that has been passed down to me? Is this a value and judgment that is truthful or a belief that has been passed down for me? So what that's saying there is, Say you're out there judging the world, right? Is this something that you've come up with it or have you just heard this from people? And if you've just heard from this from people, I'm going to tell you this right now. Go see how happy their life is. Go see how much strife they have in their life. If they're truly happy or if they're just, because I will tell you people that are judgy and that hold real strong to their beliefs especially when their beliefs are based in and surrounded by judgment and morality police and all these type of things, they're usually not very happy people because they're constantly in a state of not only judging themselves, but judging the family, judging the world around them. It is in a, in a constant state of right or wrong. And so be very mindful of who you take your advice from. This is why I don't watch the news anymore. I don't want to be programmed I'm very aware as to what's going in my head. Who am I listening to? What does their life look like? Do they tend to be hateful or loving? Do they have a good marriage? Are they successful at what they do? Are they kind to everyone around them? Because if the answer to any of those is no, it's going to be a hard pass from me. You see? Hard pass. Another prompt. Do I want to continue to carry this ideal around? Not idea, ideal, meaning I believe this to be true beyond. Is the idea that I carry based only in this time and location and thus not a fact? See, I'm challenging you on every aspect, guys. What does that mean right there? Well, in the United States... We hold certain body types as being ideal. But if you go to other countries, that is not the case. So if we can challenge it and say, 
does this hold true in time and, and location throughout? If it does not, it is not a fact. It is an idea. It is a judgment. And it is not true. Challenge this stuff, guys. Challenge it. It's important. Because without challenging these things, you just you just float. And it's it's changing so quickly. I talk about it all the time here. What was good for our grandparents and our parents and my my generation is not going to be good for the younger generation. But boy, oh boy, doesn't my generation just gonna oh kids these days? I mean, you said you're your grandparents. If you're saying, oh, kids these days, you are your grandparents. What worked for us is not going to work for them. The world is transforming every day. Page 12. People are changing, learning, and evolving constantly, and each generation is being equipped with the resources, both externally and internally, to be able to navigate this new world internally and externally equipped with resources to navigate this new world. Your shit doesn't work anymore, people. The new generations coming in, they're what we need. Kids these days. Kids these days. Just as a flip phone or a Blackberry is antiquated, so are many ideas and judgments that no longer apply to the definition of happiness or success. Living in a van down by the river used to be a kid's worst fear in the 90s, but new generations have redefined success, freedom, and happiness as living in a van down by the river. Things change, people change, life changes, and we must surrender to the change or be left behind. Damn, it's good. Wrote this. Son of a bitch wrote such brilliance. (laughs) And we're only on page 13. So then in this chapter, the challenge prompts are, what ideas am I carrying that are hurting my growth? What's holding you back? Let's figure it out. Everyone wants to keep moving forward in their life. But if you say shit on the daily, like, Rich people are assholes. What do you think that that's doing to your cellular makeup to make more money? If rich people are assholes, do you think that your brain would ever want to be an asshole and then therefore somehow is holding you back from having more wealth and an easier life and more freedom? What do you say? Everyone that I know is married is miserable. Surround yourself with different people. But that thought right there could be holding you back from either having a happy marriage or getting into a productive, happy, loving relationship. The shit that is running around in your brain rampant was put there by somebody else or because of experiences in your past that might not not be serving you anymore. Got to challenge that. Where are you stuck in your world? And what are the thoughts that are keeping you stuck? I mean, this, I mean, I can't. This son of a bitch should be a bestseller. Bestseller, I tell you. Forgiving it all, chapter three. Gone are the days of father knows best. 
Now is the time of self-improvement and shared knowledge about every subject under the sun. The new generations are not about to take anything at face value. They are challenging the status quo, welcoming in a way of life never before explored. The old values and the leadership of church, government officials, education, and the faith in elders is being replaced by TikTok, Instagram, and YouTubers. Spiritual gurus are asking us to go within instead of leaning on traditions for tradition's sake. Game changers are teaching us to search our values instead of taking on our parents and communities. This new way of thinking and acquiring knowledge could have the potential to make us angry, frustrated, or even hateful. But this isn't healthy or productive. Acknowledging that each and every generation before us did the best they could with the tools and information they had is a practical and healthy way to not fall trapped inside of the vortex of the blame game. So this is the thing. As you go through your programming and recognizing that there's a program, shit might come up where you're pissed. You might be pissed at your government or your church or your parents or, you know, your neighborhood for teaching you all of these things that have held you back. And so it's important at this stage of the game that we recognize where we are and not start blaming people and instead forgive and be understanding and move through this part. Forgiveness is not only for the wrongdoing of others, it is also for the mindless harms, generational damage, and cultural norms. Most of the damage and pain we endure is cast on us unwittingly by a way of religious trauma, societal norms, cultural values, and fear. Unpacking and deconstructing the things we have been programmed to believe about the world around us can be painful and eye-opening, but it can also be a path to sorrow when we learn that the world we have lived in is based on man-made values that are without basis on facts or love. Forgiveness is key to not getting caught in the web of anger or sadness. We want to acknowledge and move through these things, not get caught up or stuck in them. Because remember, this book is about changing your life. I want you to change your life. I want to unearth everything about you. Throw it up in the air, spin around a couple times, grab it, throw some of it down, put some of it back inside of us, and then move forward as a new human. I literally, in this book, in 90 pages, I want to give you the tools to just shift everything around. I want you to change everything. And I really believe if you incorporate the things that I have and you do the challenge prompts in here. So here's a challenge prompt for chapter three, forgiveness. What have you experienced in your life that triggers you and takes you back to that moment? Who was involved? How does this experience and or person still live in your life, mind, or emotions? This goes back to the concept of people living rent-free in your head or taking poison and expecting the other guy to die, right? I want to shift everything inside of you in 90 pages. Everything. I want to completely throw it up in the air and change your life. 90 pages. Now, I have another book coming out here, hopefully soon, which is going to be a more in-depth version of this book. There's going to be a, you know, a lot more in here. But I thought this was a great place to start. 
The next chapter, chapter four, recognizing your thoughts. This is huge to understand that your thoughts are not you. Recognizing them. Understanding that you don't have to listen. Chapter five, you are not your past. You are not your past. We are thrown into a pot of experiences with people that come and go. We experience love and hate. And then we sun and grow pieces of our natural makeup. Then we look in the mirror and decide that this is who we are. It's not. It's not who you are. All the shit that you've done in the past, that's not who you are. Even the shit that you're doing today is not who you are. That's that's the culmination of everything that you've thought and learned and listened. The past for many people holds the key to a storyline that no longer serves them. The past holds secrets filled with shame, even perhaps horror. The past can resemble a bad movie where you were the victim, and this movie plays over and over in your head, never seeing any way to escape the way others see you or the way that you see yourself. Let's break it down, people. 90 pages. 90 pages. Things don't have to be complicated. We make them complicated. But first, we have to understand what's going on out there. First, we need to see, wait, what, what, wait, what? Because in my lifetime, the tail has always wagged the dog. I thought that just life happened to me, that I was just a victim to life and what was going on around. I had no idea that I had, quote unquote, control over my thoughts or can discard them or that they came from someplace else. I thought it was just who I was. And I was stuck with those thoughts. That if my brain said, go eat a pizza, well, that was me. So I should probably go eat a pizza. Go smoke a cigarette. Up, oh, that's me again. Gotta listen to it. No, I don't. I don't have to shove it away. I just tell it to shut up. I'm not listening to you. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to get sucked in. I can discern. If you haven't got a copy of my book and you want a autographed copy uh, and you're in the United States, I would be happy to sign a copy to you and send you that. I will pay for the shipping to get that to you. I have some author copies here. If you want an autographed signed to you a copy of the book, you can go on my stand store link. I think that they will put that in the show notes if you click on it. There's two different. One, you can buy directly through Amazon from my stand store link, which is just like a link tree kind of thing. And I think Caroline will put that in the show notes for you. And then underneath that, you'll see if you want to sign copy. So if you go ahead and pay for that on like Venmo and then message me or email me, MeredithWillits at gmail.com, your name and shipping address, I will mail that out to you. I've already done that for quite a few people. So if you're interested in an autographed copy, I would love to send you one. If you live outside of the United States, I just know that shipping can be kind of pricey. So I can try to figure that out if you want me to ship it to you. If I know there's a lot of listeners outside the United States, which I appreciate each and every one of you. So it might be easier to buy that on Amazon because it is available, I believe, in at all the different Amazons throughout the world. So if you can't find it, let me know. Again, just email me at meredithwillits at gmail.com. I really do believe that this is a great book. It might be small, it might be short, but you know what? 
I was just I was just watching uh, the documentary about Toni Nor- Morrison, and she was talking about the bluest eye. And I think she said that that book's only 145 pages long, and it is an amazing book, and it is being banned <laughs> in uh, Ohio, which is actually where the book is based out of in the location of the story and i just find it fascinating that a pay, a book that's 145 pages that was written in the 70s by a black woman that is it's such a profound story that now it's being trying to be banned in so many places so something that is short does not mean it's less than sometimes it's just more concise it gets to the point faster and it'll get you on your healing journey faster again do the prompts if you get the book do the challenge prompts do it. Take the time for yourself. This is like a this is like a three to five hour appointment with me. So if you've ever wanted to have an appointment and you know you just don't have the money or the time, whatever, here's a book for $14.99. And literally it's like a three to five hour appointment with me. It's the same stuff that I would talk to you about most likely. So check that out. Check out the show notes to get the Amazon book and I will see you guys here next week. Thank you so much for all your support and thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.